Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. I know it has been a while. It's been about two weeks. I've been running in loads of different countries, but today we have a guest, the first female guest on the podcast. It's Shay Robertham. Hey, Gareth. Thanks for having me. You're so, so welcome. The way we usually start these podcasts, I'm going to ask you in one minute to sum up exactly where you are now and how you got to where you are, just to tell everyone about basically who you are. Oh man, in in 60 seconds, this is the challenge. Um, Okay, well, long story short, I am a college dropout. I dropped out of college to pursue my dreams of becoming a musician. I ended up going down the road of being a local artist. I did not have a lot of support. I didn't understand marketing. I was waitressing to support myself. So after a few years running in circles doing that, I stumbled across an opportunity to learn video and create video content for large blogs online. I knew it was a million dollar opportunity, so I dropped everything I was doing with my music. I even quit my serving job to go full-time into video. I created a business. I was broke for a while. It was a super big struggle, but it all ended up paying off, and I actually just sold that business this past December at age 26, and now I am on to building the next digital agency, which will be heavily focused around LinkedIn, which is where I post all my content and I am the fastest growing video influencer on the platform current day. Wow, that's awesome. And you still had about five seconds to go there. I did? Oh, yes, I got it. (laughs) Time there, just in time. So you said that you dropped out of college. What, Mm -hmm. any particular reason that you dropped out of college? And was it in like the first day of college or was it like oh my gosh yes thank great question i actually never wanted to be there in the first place (laughs) so i was a i was a prime candidate for dropping out i um i really didn't plan to go to college i always was interested in the arts and creativity you know i was not only a musician but i was a painter back then and I, i just knew that college was pretty impractical for somebody of my interests but um you know, there was a lot going on in my family back then, a lot of like drama and family pressure. So I, I did, I did end up kind of, um, my parents kind of forced my hand. So I did end up attending college, but I didn't, my heart was not in it. I never got good grades despite being a good student in high school. I just, I didn't care at college. I wasn't, my head wasn't in it. I wasn't doing it for me. So after, you know, uh, two years, I just realized, you know, I got to follow my heart and I got to, I got to do music, which, um, is why I dropped out of school. Yeah. Yeah. That, that completely makes sense. And you said that your parents kind of, kind of pushed you into college. What did they feel when you dropped out? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a complicated situation, but, um, I, I, I guess they were fine with it. I I think my dad was more okay with it than my mom. Um, she's like a big, big, um, believer in school, I would say is what she would call it. What I would call it is, well, she's just narcissistic and wants all of her kids to have degrees so she can tell all her friends at book club that all her friends have degrees. So she was not happy with my decision. Um, my dad, I think started to pick up on my angst and my unhappiness and eventually was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I support you if you want to drop out. So um, but <laughs> yeah, there's a whole nother complicated family history there. I'll, I'll have to tell you about it in my novel sometime, Gareth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know from my personal opinion that being 
in college can sometimes be difficult if you want to go and pursue something either in the freelance area or start your own company. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have been able to get to where you are today if you had stayed in college and completed your degree? No, I don't think I would have gotten where I am today. No, no. And I'm not, you know, I, I think that a lot of uh, people think that I just like hate college altogether, you know, because of some of the content I've released and yeah. my opinions about college. Like, like I'm, I'm not against education and I'm very pragmatic. Like I understand there's still certain career paths that require a degree. You know, it's not, it's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the mass amount of people going for liberal arts who are putting themselves in debt for a degree that's not, doesn't really hold much weight today. Plus there's so much saturation now, like everyone has the same degree. It doesn't even really give you a, a leg up anymore. Um, unless of course, you know, you are going to be a lawyer or a doctor or something. Like, like I said, I'm very pragmatic. Like I understand that if you uh, truly know what career you want to go into and you've decided and you're committed and you need a degree for that career, by all means, you know, like do what you can to avoid debt. I'll, I'll always uh, suggest that, but it's like, just the mass amount of millennials going into debt at the pressure of their parents, not even knowing what they want to pursue, getting, you know, BS credits that they got to redo later when they change majors anyways. I mean, it's just, it's just a big um, messed up situation. So like for me, that's really what I'm against. And I'm also against, um, you know, not being self-taught. I actually think when I stopped doing the traditional schooling route and I, I dropped out of college, like, that's when I really developed the ability to teach myself things, you know, because when I got into music, I didn't have like support of my family. I didn't have like musicians in my community. Like I really was starting from like a a blank space where um, I just, I knew nothing and I had to get on the internet and start to kind of like teach myself things, start to like figure out marketing, figure out social media. Like I, I really went down the road of teaching myself and staying up to date on like the internet and current events. And sometimes I feel like school can actually inhibit people from developing those skills. But if you learn how to be self-taught and be your own teacher, I mean, that's more valuable for the rest of your life than learning to be dependent on you know, a curriculum and a professor to expand your knowledge. And I'm guessing, well, I kind of know from experience as well, that teaching yourself comes with a certain aspect of discipline. So yes, that discipline since you were a child or did it kind of come as you decided to drop out of college and do your own thing? Well, yeah, that's a great, I love your questions. You ask really good questions. So Um, I am not a very disciplined person. I have never actually been very disciplined. I'm very rebellious. I'm very, um, uh, I don't like routines. If, if something is like super high pressure, high detail, you know, it makes me pretty uncomfortable. I'm, I'm very much a more lax creative type, but what I will say is it doesn't matter how your personality falls. If you are passionate about something and you have a goal and a dream and, and you're dedicated and motivated, like you're gonna, that discipline is just gonna appear. So I think when it came to like music and entrepreneurship, even though I'm not naturally the most organized or like detailed person, I was so inspired and so motivated to make something of myself that like I was able to generate that. Um, but I don't think that I could say, you know, uh, find that same discipline working uh, a job for a boss that I hated and in a, in a position where I wasn't totally fulfilled, I would not say I would have had that discipline because it wasn't really for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. 
I I know there's a lot of people at the moment that are kind of going through college and they were kind of in the same similar situations that you've been in either they've mm-hmm. started because someone has pushed them into into it and they're thinking about entrepreneurship would you say dropping out is always the best answer yeah if you want to be an entrepreneur or if you're going for business yeah definitely you know business school is not where you learn you learn in business <laughs> you learn doing business you know go and, and this is what I did. You know, I had uh, a mentor, actually, he's my partner now, Luke Marlowe. But you know, when I started off, um, I had never started my own company before. So it's really important to surround yourself with people who have done it and people who are more further ahead than you. And just ask, you know, how can I work for you? How can I provide you value? I'd love to just, you know, be around you and, and kind of uh, learn from your mistakes or just gain some of your knowledge. Um, and, you know, I suppose you can always technically like be in college and still be pursuing those things on the side. Um, but if you're acquiring debt, that's kind of where I draw the line. Like if, if you, let's say your mom works at the university and you can go for free. I, I actually like, I actually think that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you, if you could just get a free education and get a degree, even if you're not going to be like a doctor or a lawyer, like I'm not necessarily against that. Like, okay, what I'm against is kids getting a degree that doesn't hold much weight and then being pigeonholed into working at Starbucks for 10 years because they just got to start paying off this debt. You know, it, it actually can do more harm than good for some people. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are getting into debt, and getting a degree in business and you plan to start your own company, yeah, absolutely. I would say quit. Quit right now. Go follow Gary Vaynerchuk. Go find a mentor in your city who's an entrepreneur in an industry that you're interested in. See how you can help them and just start to network. Start to build a little community for yourself. You don't have to make you know, your own money right away. You can still go work for someone else and just learn and then you know when you're ready and you're you're feeling more and more confident like you have the support system you know take that risk and and launch your own thing yeah so moving moving on a little bit from the education side of things to you saying that you stopped your music career in order to pursue marketing was that a really hard decision for you to make yeah yeah it was it was really hard for me to make um and looking back, it's kind of funny because it seems like uh, an obvious decision that, you know, to, to quit and pursue marketing and that I know in hindsight, I made the right decision. But back then I was so like um, caught up in my own dream, you know, and I think that's a big thing with artists is a lot of the, a lot of the reason that artists never make it is because of they get in their own way. You know, their ego clouds their ability to um, make logical decisions. So for me, like, I think I, I just had a little, I had more self-awareness than the average artist that like, yeah, you know, like a big part of me is doing this for ego and like is doing this because I crave attention. Um, but is it working? You know what I mean? Like you got to be pragmatic. Like, is, am, am I going anywhere? Is our results happening? And they really weren't, you know, I had been doing it for a couple of years. I was still waitressing. I did not know anything really about how to grow on social media back then. So my presence was not booming. And it was just like, I had to have a really real conversation with myself. Like, look, I know you love doing this. I know music makes you happy, but like, where are you going to be in 10 years if you continue down this road? And I did not like the image I was seeing, you know? 
And this other opportunity I came across, like there was college dropouts running these, you know, a couple million follower blogs online and they were making, you know, seven figures plus a year. And, and it was like, oh shoot, you know, it kind of shook me and woke me up like, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe like the money is not really necessarily in the music industry anymore, or or at least it's harder to access through the traditional route. Maybe the real opportunity is on social media, you know, and I I started to really get intrigued by that world. I was meeting more and more blog owners who were young, who were dropouts, who like just figured, figured it out from their mom's basement and were just like super like genius internet kids. And I was like, okay, I want to learn from these guys. Um, And actually those are my first couple of clients. So I got, uh, I was really fortunate to not only learn how to create video content for all these large pages, but I got constant feedback from these page owners who were geniuses at growing a following and monetizing online. So I was just like a sponge, like soaking up uh, all of this knowledge. Yeah. Did you find that transition from being really, really passionate about music to then going into marketing, which you previously said as being an area which you literally knew barely anything about was yes. quite difficult because you're trying to break into an industry you know nothing about. Yeah, it was difficult because the music made me happy. And I think it takes a pretty rare personality to give up everything that makes them happy to do something that quite, quite, quite honestly, I was quite miserable for a little while. Um, I didn't know video editing. You know, I didn't know marketing. I had to start from ground zero. And um, I also think that, you know, being an artist, you kind of get this like, in my case, you know, because I I didn't really have a big following. um, So it wasn't necessarily authentic. But like, you do kind of get this validation just from like people in the city, people around, they see you, they're like, oh, that girl's a singer. Like, she's so cool. Like, you kind of, always have this feeling of like superiority or like, ah, you know, I, I'm someone special, you know? So like that all went away. You know what I mean? I just went from like having like a little bit of local clout and feeling happy because I, I loved music and I was doing what I wanted um, to like, I dropped off the face of the earth. I was nobody at that point. I was just a girl locked in my bedroom for 12 hours a day trying to f- wrestle with Adobe Premiere. Um, that was very, very challenging, very frustrating. Those were hard times. I did not feel confident. You know, I was constantly the dumbest person in the room. I was constantly surrounded by people who'd been doing this longer, who, you know, it just, it can, it can get kind of old to feel like the student, but I really knew like in the back of my brain, I just kept telling myself like, Shay, this is what you have to do to grow this discomfort you're feeling. The reason that, you know, only 1% of people get to the 1% is because 99% of people don't want to feel this discomfort. You're going through it right now because you're willing to do what it takes to get to the 1%. And that's what I told myself. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely heard about the stories about just locking yourself away. I mean, you see the biggest entrepreneurs and CEOs of all of the biggest companies talking about that. And yeah. Do you think that is something that you need to be able to suffer through in order to become into that 1%? Um, I think it's something that you need to break out of whatever current pattern, habit, community you're in. So like, if you're already in a, in a very supportive and healthy place, I don't necessarily think you need to lock yourself away from humanity because what you've done is you've built a community of humanity around you that already supports and contributes to your growth. In my case, 
you know, I was coming off of club scenes, promoters, late night events, bartending. I mean, I, I had to completely lock myself away just to get out of the habit of what I had been doing. Pre- I mean, I was, a, I was a rapper. I was like clubbing. I was up late. I was prom- promoting. It was like, it, it was just not only a different lifestyle, but a different scene of people that I wanted and I was consciously willing to cut myself off from. So, you know, I, I think the, the hibernation and like, you know, being a hermit so I could like change, like for me, that was really necessary just to instill some new habits, just to really like, what does Tony Robbins say? You know, massive, massive change requires massive action. You know, I had to massively change my routine and I don't, you know, hibernate anymore. You know, I, I do get out. I have a community that I've built. I go network. So I would more so say that phase was an agent for me to restructure my life and um, the habits that I was instilling in myself. Yeah. And when you were going through that journey, I know quite a few people listening that might be in the sim- a similar situation to what you were in. They want to go into a specific industry, but they don't know much about it. Maybe they've done a bit of dabbling in it, but they're just not sure what... Yeah think is the best place to start because I know a lot of people will stop themselves because they don't know where to begin. Yeah. Well, I think it is what I said earlier. Like if you can find someone else who's found success in that vertical and you can ask them what you can do to help them. I mean, just be honest. Say like, look, I'm super motivated to learn about this. I'm passionate. I want to break into the industry. I just don't know where to start. You know, even if you have to offer to work for them for free, I think a lot of business owners, when they see that that uh motivation and that like that's what they want in employees so if you're like already willing like dude i want to be not i want to do exactly what you do help me you know there's a good chance they'll take you under their wing and then you know of course just the internet staying up to date on current events following all the different channels across all the different social media platforms that are relevant to this new industry you're now trying to learn um you know the internet is a powerful tool if you don't know anyone yet that yeah. you could ask, you know, can you be my mentor? Can you help me go on the internet and start following blogs in this industry? And you will soon find a lot of people to help you. And because we are in the age of social media, chances are you'll even find some influencers just giving away value for free on their page every day. Just follow them. Yeah. I was going to say, when you said people giving away things for free, the first person and you'll probably know what I'm going to say now. Gary Vaynerchuk pops to mind. Yeah. He's constantly giving away content for free. And there's so many people that are, I actually managed to help one of the people that commented on his post, just commenting, asking him questions on the off chance that he'll respond. Yeah. Pretty crazy because personally, I think like Gary's content is absolutely amazing. But if mm-hmm. people, spent less time watching his content and more time doing that probably get a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. I think Gary has a joke where he, he, he said something to one of his fans who said like, I've been watching your videos for years. He said like, what do you mean for years? Like, go do it. Like (laughs) it's just the same thing over and over. Like you've seen it all by now. Go take action. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So what, what actually infused you, to start up in the media business when you could see everyone around in marketing doing way better than you, way more knowledgeable. Where, where did that enthusiasm come from? 
I, I, yeah, I mean, I think just seeing a, it's kind of like this. When I was young and, you know, still in high school and didn't know anything about the real world, I was so determined to make it as a musician. And like, I had this vision and I had this dream and I was like, I'm going to figure it out. Like I could see the vision. I could see the dream. Well, over time that started to get blurry. It started to get like, do I see this vision? Is this really going to happen? Like, um, I just wasn't making progress. And I feel like that vision, that dream kind of became less realistic and kind of started to die, which kind of made room for a new dream. And then I started surrounding myself with all these marketers and all these people who were growing online and many of who were, you know, millionaires and just totally killing it at a young age. So for me, it was like that became the new dream. You know what I mean? It just moved right in and replaced it where it's like, okay, maybe you won't be the next Britney Spears, but like maybe you can make a ton of money online and maybe you could even eventually have your own blog, which I do now. And you can make your own content. You could express yourself that way. You know what I mean? So it just kind of like, I don't think it would have inspired me and, and, and sparked it as much had I been doing well with music. But it was very clearly like I, I was failing over here. So it just left some room open in my mind. Well, what else could be? Yeah. Did you ever regret that decision? Of- um, I think I regret, you know, in hindsight, I regret um, not trying to have more of a balance with the music and at least like doing it for fun, even if it was for no reason, just on the side, because like, I did, when I quit, I quit. Like I literally like cut, I I never went to the studio again. I didn't even write a song. Like I, I just quit so hardcore and, and I thought like I needed to work, you know, 90 hours a week on my business and that's it. Like business, business, business. And I did, you know, and it worked. Like I grew like crazy and I learned so much during that time. But like, I definitely arrived at a point of like massive depression, way more than I ever had when I was a broke musician. Ironically, I had way more money and way more opportunity in front of me than ever. And I was just so miserable, so miserable. So like, that's really what I talk about on LinkedIn. It's like LinkedIn changed my life because even though I was a successful agency owner and I understood social media at this point, I wasn't doing anything myself. And it was like, every time I called myself out, like you're miserable, you want to, do something creative and you know you do it was like I just had this intense writer's block intense like I'm talking like Shay Robottom is not a shy individual and I could not turn on that camera I mean I just it was like I waited so long to get into my own creative work again that I just felt blocked and so for me like in it's not like I regret the decision to quit music and switch directions like I did I just wish I wouldn't have been so black and white about it. I wish I would have still, you know, every other weekend done something artistic just for me, you know, just even just for fun. Like I didn't realize how important that was to my mental health. And when I got on LinkedIn and started creating, it was like, it totally called me out on like, dude, you have been miserable. And like, this is what you need to be doing to fill that void. Yeah. And I'm definitely sure that, there's quite a few people at that stage where maybe they've just decided to quit their music career or their career of another form and they're having a career change. Mm-hmm. I think that you would advise them if they're trying to get into a new industry or start a company for the first time. 
Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say be realistic, you know, um, honestly, it depends on the individual. You know, I'm, I'm assuming that your audience is mostly hustlers and mostly people who, you know, really want to become something in, yeah. in life and in business. But like, you know, if I, if, if I truly just wanted to coast through life, being happy and being comfortable in the moment and just being like, I don't know, content or just kind of like, just, just comfortable. I don't think I would have quit music. You know, I, I do think it takes a certain personality to, um, and, and a little bit of wisdom to like understand that in order to get where you really want to go and really attain like freedom, you know, financial freedom, opportunity, power, choices like you need to do some things that you don't want to do you need to be uncomfortable for some periods of time so like yeah to someone listening wanting to do that i would say like well what do you really want do you just want to be happy and you know meet up with your buddies for happy hour every night and have beers or do you want to like hustle and and grind and put yourself through discomfort and uh confusion and frustration while you're learning these new tools because it is hard learning from scratch everyone goes through that phase of like oh this sucks i feel like i'm just not getting it but what do you really want at the end of the day you want to build something incredible you want to build something meaningful you have to get through the pain you just want to be you know a simple sally and you know be content and happy and have your little circle of friends and your barbecues every other weekend and that's it then fine be happy you know but i think for me i'm going to be able to impact a lot more people in the long run if I can make some sacrifices to my own short-term happiness right now and build something meaningful that's going to be able to impact way more people because of the sacrifices I made to build it and make it beyond just me. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like if you have completely like quite out there ambitions and goals in comparison to the people around you, then sometimes it does take that little bit of sacrifice to not going to your friend's party every Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's what I did. Like when I told you when I went through that like hibernation phase, I mean, I just, I love my friends, you know, I love them. They're great, amazing people, but it was like, I really had to call myself out on like, dude, they're not, they're, they're not growing. Like they're not interested in growing. They just like still kind of want to like party and do the same old thing. That's fine. They're fine people. I, like I said, I love them. I'll always love my friends, but like you have to be, you have to be real about like, are, am, if I'm going to, you know, become the woman I want to become, I'm not going to get there by being surrounded by these people. Yeah. So moving on to that first venture that you had in marketing, well, how did it go? Um, I made a lot of mistakes. You know, I think that <laughs> that's pretty common with any business. Um, my, my partner and I always joke, it was like our first kid, you know, like the first child always gets screwed because the parents don't know what they're doing. And then they kind of like figure it out the second child. <laughs> but um, we had a lot of successes. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, like make a mess and clean it up later. And yeah. I think that actually is why we had so much success in that last agency, because even though we were young and we were scrappy and we were like figuring it out as we went, we just believed we could do it, you know, and we just weren't afraid to take risks and, you know, um, try new things, you know, pile on more challenges, hire more people. Like we were just moving so fast all the time. 
and we really did some amazing things. But you know, the downside of that is sometimes it's kind of it like, you know, you hit a point where you have to go and clean everything up and, and fix everything, which I've mentioned to you earlier. I'm very much like a creative type. I'm not an organized type. So that's like how all my projects start is I make a mess and then I clean it up later. But the success of the business was great. You know, we did a lot. We achieved over 10, 10, tens of billions of views for our clients across Facebook. Um, yeah, and we worked for big names like Yahoo, Petco, BuzzFeed. It was, it was incredible. I think, you know, I, it all went so fast and it happened so rapidly. Now that I'm out of it, I kind of look at it in hindsight like, dang, we did a lot. <laughs> So, and when you first went into business and I, I know from my personal experience that as you're very as you're at the very very beginning you start networking with people you start trying to pitch what you're offering how did you get that very first client well the very first client came to us so there was an element of luck involved because it was actually a blog owner that Luke, my partner, knew um, from childhood. And this blog owner had historically never really needed video to grow his following. Video wasn't like so huge back then, yeah. um, but it was starting. You know, it was like definitely becoming apparent on Facebook that like you need video now to stay relevant. And that was when this friend... Um, hit us up because Luke was a videographer at the time and doing a lot of like local you know, commercial work and stuff like that. And so his friend was like, Hey, I need video content. Like I want to pay you to make these videos for my page. It was totally like a different video project than like Luke had been used to. But I had already at that point um, been working under Luke and training under him and learning how to edit and doing other work for his other clients. So I was sort of already um, phasing myself into video at that point. And that's when the internet opportunity hit. That's when it was like, I need these videos. I need tons of these videos. This is how we're going to make them. This is how we're going to do them. So the three of us, um, with a page owner included, you know, kind of came to the formula together, but then it like so quickly spread by actually by word of mouth. Like we did not do any marketing in the beginning. We were just we were just picking up clients because what we were doing was so in demand in the market. I mean, we were licensing video content, which not a lot of people were doing. Um, I could go into details, but like it, th the way we were doing it was very unique and very in demand. And what was happening on Facebook was all these pages who had historically stolen video content. Facebook was cracking down hard and even like shutting off pages completely if they were stealing videos. So it became a thing in the publisher world on Facebook, everyone needs safe content. You know, everyone needs copyright free content. We need to buy licensed videos. Where do we get them? Where do we get them? What do we do? Yeah. And that was like Luke and Shay, you know, Luke and Shay, it was like these kids, these kids are licensing videos. These kids are editing them. They'll do it all for you. Like they'll, it's super easy. And that was pretty much how we acquired. Um, no, I, I guess looking back, I guess I did do a little bit of outreach back then. But a lot of them were word of mouth because there was this big scare on Facebook and everyone needed video content. And I think like in the Facebook world, um, you'd be surprised. I mean, like there really, there really are so many, um, there's only so many big pages on Facebook. A lot of the page owners know one another. So if one of them is getting awesome video content from one company, you know, they're probably going to end up telling another. So I would 
uh, attribute a lot of our growth in the beginning to just having a product or having a service that is literally so in demand, like just so in demand. If you can find something that's in demand, a pocket that no one is filling, just like exploit it and make as much money as you can until it shifts because it did shift eventually. And then, you know, the videos became less valuable, but we had, we had uh, sunk our feet in so deep by then that we were good. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a really crazy story of how like <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> wow. So if someone's looking to start a company, maybe they're not sure what kind of area they want it in. How would you try and figure that out? Because obviously you found marketing, but how did you actually find that marketing was the place you wanted to go to? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I think for me, um, marketing was just something I knew I had to learn like for myself as an artist or as a, you know, a person who had aspirations of eventually growing her own personal brand for me, marketing, I didn't even necessarily in the beginning, I didn't even necessarily look at it as an opportunity as a place to make a ton of money, which I've now found out it is, <laughs> but you know, there's so much money in marketing, but a lot of the intrigue for me was not just the money, but just like, I need this, you know, I need to learn this skill for my own benefit. Um, so I actually wouldn't even necessarily say, that I know for sure, like marketing is where I want to end up and where I want to land. Um, I'm sure if you follow, if you follow me, you've seen by now, I have like a really heavy interest in mental health and trauma and PTSD. Um, so I do eventually want to start another business that's a little more aligned with just like what I, what I believe in. Obviously I believe in marketing, but it's just, it's kind of like, um, it's a little more personal to me. So if someone is listening and trying to figure out like, I want to start my own business, I just don't know what, I think you have a couple options. One option is, well, if you don't, if you really don't know what, and you're just kind of more interested in like learning business in general, um, I would say go towards something that is going to benefit you personally down the line. If you learn marketing once, like you, you pretty much know marketing, like that stays with you. So even if you pivot and switch to another industry later, keep that in mind. Like what, what industry can I at least go into? That's kind of safe. That will kind of, um, the skills I will learn there will apply across a lot of different industries. So that would be my first suggestion. And then the other one is if you do know, if you do have a passion, if you're super like, I love pets, you know, I really want to get into like the, the pet space and the, you know, pet e-com business, like do it. Just what I said earlier, you know, go find some, some people in that industry and start making connections. Yeah. Actually, uh, I just realized that you said the word passion there um, about talking and finding your passion. Yeah. You mentioned singing and like being in the the music industry in particular. So I'm guessing that you always had that passion throughout the whole of your life. Yeah. Ever since I was a little girl, I was very theatrical and anyone who knew me when I was tiny, tiny knows <laughs> that I was like, um, I mean, kids in general have a lot of energy and kids in general are very creative, but I was like on another level. Like I was very creative. I was constantly rounding up the neighborhood kids to put on productions that I had written and like just constantly like playing dress up. And, um, I, I actually wrote music very young. I started writing songs as a little girl. I always wrote poetry. So yeah, I mean like that was 
definitely a, a seed that had been planted from a very early age. Yeah. So where did that marketing passion come from? Did you start researching it and then it grew or did, or was it just like an overnight passion? It was just, um, my lack of, um, my lack of being able to, uh, grow my own following in music that really sparked it because I could see other rappers, even other people like locally who were kind of, you know, came from the same opportunity, the same place as me doing way better and getting more views on their SoundCloud and getting booked at better venues. It was kind of like, I, I just saw that other people were better, better than me at marketing. <laughs> Let me be clear because I, these people weren't necessarily more musically talented than me. I just started to see the divide and like, okay, what are they doing that I'm not? What do they know that I don't know? Um, and in hindsight, it's actually very funny because looking back, those people that were quote unquote, better than me at the music marketing. I look back at them now like, dude, they don't even know how to market themselves, you know? <laughs> but at the time I was really behind. I really knew nothing. And I just saw like, um, like again, like I don't really know if it's passion. I would say it turned into passion with what I've been able to accomplish on LinkedIn and everything I ended up learning throughout the years. But like in the beginning, it was really just a pragmatic decision. Like I'm not growing I'm not, these other artists are growing quicker than me. I clearly don't know a lot about advertising. I clearly don't know how to get myself out there. And then boom, you start meeting people who clearly do know and who have built, you know, multi-million or um, yeah, multi-million dollar companies with millions of followers in a matter of a few years in their early twenties. It's just common sense. You're just kind of like, Oh, okay. I need to, I need to like put my little artist tail between my legs and listen to these people and learn from them. Yeah, so it definitely kind of grew over time then for you. Yeah, I would say I, I, I probably didn't get passionate about marketing until I personally started having success. Like, I think like a big pivotal moment for me was, um, and, and in the beginning, I was, I was actually an editor. That's like heavily what I did was mostly editing the content for the pages. And I think it was like, um, uh, you know, a couple weeks in, um, I had edited a video for a blog and it got over 7 million views on that blog page. And for me, that was like a big, now I'm excited about marketing. You know what I mean? Like, cause it was me personally who edited the video. So now I was like, Oh, this is satisfying. And like, this is fun. And then it became like a challenge. Like, how do we get the next one to go viral? How do we get, you know, more sales for this product here with, through this video content? It was like, um, I think once I started to see like my own personal contribution to the business, you're right. It did definitely turn into more of a passion at that point. Yeah. You actually mentioned success previously. Do you consider yourself as successful? Yeah, definitely. Very successful. So when you were just starting out in your marketing journey, is that the place you wanted to be? And do you also have bigger goals that you're striving towards at the moment? And if so, what are they? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that the definition of success can be different for everyone. I'm definitely learning the older I get that, um, success is like loving yourself. You know, success is like being happy with yourself, being confident, having a good self-esteem. Um, and again, you know, that's something I've been very open about that I struggle with. I've had a lot of trauma in my life. I've had, uh, I've battled depression. Um, so, you know, for me, where I want to go, I would say I want to, 
my, my short-term goal and my mission that I'm on right now is to help businesses create a content strategy for their LinkedIn that's going to get them the same return that I've seen for my business. Um, LinkedIn is a goldmine right now for B2B marketing. I mean, it's just any business uh, that's not doing organic content on LinkedIn right now is missing out, is missing out. It's the easiest way to 10x your business. So, and, and it's had such a positive impact on my life. So that's why it's very easy for me to encourage people to get on the platform and take advantage because I've seen, you know, I know I'm the case study. Um, so that's kind of, you know, where my focus has been right now, mm. but eventually I would like to get back into music, believe it or not. Um, I think I see myself going, um, more and more, more and more back into the artistry. Um, I can't say I know exactly how that all looks right now. I would love to make music, but not be, um, limited to just that. I think I have a lot of value as just a public speaker, as a personal brand, as someone who brings awareness to mental health and other issues plaguing our society. Um, I just want to be a voice for the people. I want to continue to be the person that says the stuff that everyone is thinking, but everyone is too scared to say. Um, I think I've found a lot of um, impact in being that way. And I really started out thinking I was just like a rebel who was probably an annoyance to a lot of people, but I've since learned that that rebellious attitude and that outside the box nature is, is what inspires a lot of people and is what actually causes shifts in society because you are doing something um, outside the box. So I think eventually, you know, I would like to start a business um, more around mental health, something to do with, you know, educating others on, identifying why they're sabotaging themselves, identifying why they're unhappy, why they keep um, uh, going through the same patterns in life that leave them feeling poorly about themselves. You know, I would really like to help people work on themselves in that way because I've been there, I've seen it, I've learned it, I've lived it. Um, and if there's a way that I could, you know, merge my music career with that and probably potentially even make songs about the struggles I've endured and living with depression, I think that would be a cool place, cool place to land. So we'll see. I don't know. I also really enjoy um, making the, the comedy skits and acting a lot. So maybe I'll be an actress. I don't know. <laughs> so you don't really know where the path will lead, do you? Well, I'm, like I said, it's just, I'm so focused on the, the shorter term goals right now. I'm so focused on building my LinkedIn agency and getting this off the ground and um, doing everything I did the first time, you know, just better. And, and I've already scaled one agency. So I feel really blessed and fortunate to have this opportunity to do it again and do it better and, and um, learn from all my mistakes. I think I just haven't, you know, spent too much personal time thinking about, you know, but once all this is over, like, where do you go next? Um, but I do know that I love making content. I love being creative. I love working in the arts. And it's probably where I'm going to end up more towards. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely amazing that you know what you're striving towards. Because I know there's quite a lot of people that sometimes get stuck in their head and can't see even a week in advance, let alone a few years and a few months. So it's really great that you've got that passion. Thank you. Yeah. So 
just to round up everything that we've spoke about today, what will be your three top tips for someone wanting to start a business that's just either just coming out of college or just dropped out of college around that kind of 18 to 25 age? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three tips. One, get rid of anyone in your life that doesn't support you. I know that might seem daunting. That might even seem impossible if it's like a family member. Learn how to set boundaries, you know, pick up some books on boundaries and just figure out how to get the people out of your life that are making it harder for you. Get the naysayers out, the people saying, oh, but you know, you really need a degree though, or don't you think you should do that? Like just, just get them out. So rule number one, surround yourself with the right people. You're going to want to cut off any, any connections that hold you back. Um, yeah. Rule number two, find the right people, you know, um, go find a mentor or, um, maybe, maybe not even necessarily a mentor, just someone else in your similar situation. Who's also starting a business. Who's also figuring it all out. You know, you two can join forces and compound the experiences and knowledge because now there's two of you doing it and you're sharing with each other what you know and what you're learning. Um, And tip number three, you know, it's so corny and Gary says it all the time, but actually I would really agree that you have to have macro patience. Um, I actually think I had a pretty unique situation starting my business because we did make money right away. Um, It was just something that was super in demand in the market and in one way it did fall in our lap. So I did kind of get to have that like instant gratification and I didn't have to go it's not like we were making a ton of money in the beginning you know but we at least were turning a profit um and I know that that can take time for a lot of people so I would say don't give up you know be realistic about how much money you're going to make in the first six months but just stay consistent and don't quit like it's the same thing with growing a following it's like growing a business um one of the blogs we used to work for, you know, Fuck Jerry, uh, I don't know if you know them. They're like a huge Instagram page and they have uh, massive pages across all platforms. It's like a funny millennial page. But the owner, the guy who built the page said in an interview, he said, it took me two years to get to 100,000 followers. And now I gain a million followers every couple months. And that's, yeah. And that's the reality. That's the same in business. It compounds. So if you give up in that first six months, if you're like really impatient with like, dude, uh, even me, I made more money waitressing than I did my first six months in business. Like it's hard to go backwards for some people. You got to stay persistent. You got to stay patient. Um, And just remember the reason that so many businesses, you know, fit quote unquote fail is because those people give up. You know, if you want to stay in it for the long-term gain, you have to be patient yeah i completely agree patience is really really important especially in business Mm -hmm. so if everyone has enjoyed which i'm sure they will everything we've spoken about today where can people find you to find out more about you and what you're doing especially on linkedin because i've seen your really funny videos and they're great to watch Thank you, Gareth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely follow me on LinkedIn. You know, that's my main platform where I post all my content first. So that's linkedin.com slash in slash Shay Robottom. I have a little sun emoji in my name, so you shouldn't miss it. And then um, if you want, you can follow me on all social media platforms. It's pretty much any 
platform slash Shea Robottom. So Facebook slash Shea Robottom, Instagram slash Shea Robottom, YouTube, et cetera. And um, if you'd like to get in contact with me regarding business and to learn more about what I do for businesses on LinkedIn, you can always visit my website, www.shayrobottom.com. There's more information there as well as a form you can fill out so to set up a call. That's absolutely amazing. Shay, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Yes, thank you for having me, Gareth. Thanks so much. It's really, really appreciated. Um, and for everyone listening, this has been Chapter 2, Episode 23, Building from the Bottom. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you all next week.